Hey. Hello. What's up, friend? How are you? I'm doing so good. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I wish y'all could see her face. She ain't playing with me. Anyway, as always, I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. You're listening to another episode of Who I Do. The podcast that is talking to our favorite internet cousins. So guess what, guys? We (laughs) talked to Marche Robinson and Michael Newell from the Newell House. And if y'all don't know who we're talking about, where have you been? What are you doing with your life? (laughs) Basically. (laughs) You're going to get to know all the good details about the Newell House. Like, I don't know about you, Sunia, but we got to find us a little road trip. I want to see the house. I want to try some of this food. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I want to see the flowers, like all of the things. But honestly, yeah, this was a great episode. They were amazing guests, truly. Enjoy the episode. We have two two very special guests with us today. Guests, would you like to introduce yourselves? I'll go first. Uh, my name is Michael Newell. We live in Raleigh. We opened a wedding venue in right outside of Greensboro, North Carolina, in Pleasant Garden, North Carolina. I'm an attorney, uh, also a restaurant owner, and uh, now we are venue owners, and we're trying to make it all come full circle. I'm Marche Robinson. I'm married to Michaels. I live in Raleigh with Michael and our dog, and I am also an attorney, and for 10 years, I worked in clinical trial research, negotiating agreements for clinical research. In November 2020, I became a full-time content creator and also started working on the venue project and launched a hair care line in May 2022. Y'all have been booked and busy. Yeah. (laughs) We got a lot. Booked and busy. Y'all are goals though. Cause like, and I know people just throw out that word, but like for real, cause every time we look around, it's like, y'all are doing amazing things. And it's just like, I want to be like y'all when I grow up. So. No, but I don't know. Also- might- I know. No, but I love how you all like, I feel like y'all take us on a journey. Yeah. Uh, so like from start to finish, like, I feel like y'all take us with y'all. So yes, we appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. No problem. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah, just it's- like wake up one day and it's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we, we feel like we've been with y'all throughout basically every step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had our first like sip and see event September 24th and it was so nice because there were a lot of brides, you know, and couples that wanted to get married, but we had a lot of people come who've been following online and they just wanted to see it. And like knowing that they've seen it from the beginning, like we have, right. And, you know, can really appreciate the journey and the, you know, transformation of the house. That was great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like I have a few friends where we've all been like following the journey of the house, like being built. And it's like, Mm -hmm. 
when y'all would drop updates, it's like, did you see, like, they got the floors <laughs> in or like, they started painting. Like, we're all really excited. And we're in Atlanta. So we're at okay. adjacent. So it's not like, you know, we're that close. I mean, we're close enough, you know, but like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of these people too are also like already married. So it's not like we're planning a wedding in the, you know, near time, you know, anytime soon, but we know folks that may, you know, so we just had my mother-in-law's 80th birthday and it was huge party that was basically on the level of a wedding. So, yeah. you know, anything you can think of. Definitely I love birthday that. parties. And everything. Oh, I didn't know the photos were so pretty mm-hmm. from the, yeah, from your um, mother-in-law's birthday party. I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, like, <laughs> outside with the tent and like just the food looked good the vibes look good like everything just looked like it was a it was a time i love yeah, it it was <laughs> it was, it was, a great it was. perfect perfect well we're gonna go into this or that now okay. <laughs> um because we have i feel like maybe a lot of questions not a lot a lot of questions but <laughs> let's let's get this or that out the way so we can like get into the good about the venue and whatnot so to start um as most people know, this or that is something we play every single week. It's where you choose between one option or the other and you explain why. And because y'all are our special guests, we're going to let you go first. So because Michael started first, Michael, yeah. you go first. Okay. <laughs> and Marche, then Tania. <laughs> this isn't too, like, there's nothing too wild here. Pretty, pretty easy stuff to kind of chew on or we'll, we'll kind of keep over think a little bit so we'll, we'll <laughs> no right. but she says that and it's like okay ashley like you made us think here <laughs> i try to be easy on this one all right just to start though for the wedding so you can even think back to y'all's wedding wedding favor or no wedding favor for your guests uh wedding favor okay yeah we have some some cool that was the cheer wine and the wait. That's that right? yeah. We had cheer wine and Krispy Kreme hmm. donuts. So um, <laughs> I think that it's about and Marche is going to be better at probably answering all these questions. But <laughs> I think it's about it's not about necessarily like for us. We wanted to do something that identified with with us as a couple, mm-hmm. and also was like a fun parting thing to leave with every i don't know who doesn't love Krispy cream donuts and it's mm-hmm. kind of unique to our area too because Krispy cream mm-hmm. i think started in winston-salem mm-hmm. oh, okay. and cheer wine is uh marche's favorite like you know soda yep uh before the wedding i was driving around to every facility that had glass bottle cheer wines to try to bring them to the <laughs> wedding which apparently they're not as easy to find as you might no. think oh my god uh, he got all plastic bottles and called me like babe i got them and then i was like something told me to ask, <laughs> get glass. He was like, "What?" I was like, no. "Now, now we want to do glass." <laughs> we have seen some wedding favors that I would have said no wedding favor. <laughs> the one that I said. so I just say, just be creative and, and do something that's yeah. you know unique to your couple that will be memorable. So it doesn't have to be expensive or anything, but mm-hmm. just something neat to let people part with to have that good feeling. Okay, that was a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> He has thoughtful answers. He asked like he over. He's just thoughtful, not not over analyzing. Okay. <laughs> I got my glasses on today, so I'm. Uh... <laughs> no contact today. <laughs> All right. I feel like he kind of answered for you as well. Yeah, so, he did. Yeah, yeah. That's, 
Yeah, I have nothing. All I was going to say is I feel like just go the route of edible favors. Just go with something people can eat. They can mm-hmm. take back to their hotel. People don't really want trinkets and knickknacks. Give them something they can eat or something meaningful, like a donation to something right. or something like that. Just no jump. Right. Food yeah. or, you know, right. something meaningful. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> to me. Yeah, so I definitely went with the food favor because all of the favors that I have, they're sitting in my little junk drawer. So mm-hmm. I don't want to spend any money on anything to give to people because I mm-hmm. knew exactly where it would go. So mm-hmm. definitely an edible favor. So I would go with no favors in oh, this. Okay. <laughs> yes, in this case. Okay. But I mean, no, you said favor and no favor, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought. I mean, your yeah. description of how you were leaning. I thought we were going to yes. go to favor, and then you're like, right, right. <laughs> 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 it all depends. But I'll yeah. go with no favors right now. Yeah. And that's also saving you money. So. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I'm on the fence. Like, I feel like if you got a photo booth, you got food, you have all this stuff, that is a favor. But then also I feel bad if I didn't give a favor. So I'm going to say favor, but I'm with y'all. <laughs> At one point I was thinking, cause our last name is coffee. I was like, oh, I'm going to give mugs to everybody. Then I was like, nobody's going to take these mugs at the end of the night. Like, one favor I still want from a wedding is a mug. Yeah. Really? She gave it to us. It's a clear, it was a glass mug, like clear. It was so mm-hmm. it was cute. And she had hot cocoa like packets in it. So like you could mm-hmm. just pour milk or water in it and then put the hot cocoa in it. So it was nice, you know, and we keep, the, we kept the mug, but yeah, that's the only favor I have still for me. I do agree. If people have been eating and drinking and in the photo booth, I definitely wouldn't feel bad about yeah. not getting photos. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's definitely one of the things you can cut if you try yeah. to cut. I wouldn't feel bad. Basically. Cut, cut yeah. awesome things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So round two, would you, so kind of on theme with what we're talking about tonight. So you're in business together with your spouse. So Tania, think about being in business with Brandon. I wouldn't. But, I know, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> Would you prefer to go in business together and have a photo booth company or a rental company? It's funny because we thought about doing a rental company. Yeah, I was going to say, you got the answer to this. So when we got married, Mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff we wanted to rent was easier to buy. Like, And the margins on buying it versus renting it, it just didn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. So we were like, let's just buy what we can buy. And then maybe we'll start a rental company when we get done. And what's funny is now it's translated into stuff that we can use at the Newell house mm-hmm. that when people rent the Newell house, yeah. now they have all these. I mean, we have, we probably have more votives than, now let me say this too. I don't even know if I knew what a votive was before we got married. <laughs> but now I'm, I'm officially like a votive mover. Yeah. That's part of my. He's fully immersed. In the <laughs> I eight votives today that were just randomly somewhere. So anyway, I would say <laughs> rental company. Although there is somebody, uh, I've seen like some cool photo booths, but I don't know anything about photo oh, booths. Yeah. yeah, but but rental company makes sense because you buy something one time and you get to make the money like, you know, mm-hmm. so many other times yeah. as long as you keep it <laughs> in good manner. Because, yeah, we end up having to buy like all our hurricanes, all our chimneys, like the little clear, you know, mm-hmm. things that are open. And now there's a shortage. Because there's a glass shortage. Yeah. So yeah. we've actually had friends that needed to use them, you know, 
for various things. So we're like, oh, that's nice. Like the couples won't have to worry about that. You right. Know, when they rent. So oh, it's the little things. <laughs> it really yeah, is. Yeah, when I tell y'all, like y'all are being real gracious <laughs> because those things were not included in my venue. <laughs> and then all. if you have to rent them, they're probably not cheap. You know. No, they're not. Yeah. It's hard to find just regular hurricane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We actually could not find those at all to mm-hmm. rent until I just bought them in book from like Dollar Tree had two sizes. Then mm. I got like Hobby Lobby, Michael. I mean, we probably have a hundred hurricanes. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Wow. Just from some national month for the wedding. That was that worked out for y'all because yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I'm also gonna go with a rental company because I feel like everyone has a photo booth company, so I would definitely say rentals. <laughs> no, but it's mm-hmm. also hard to find a really, really good company. You know, like with nice chairs and you know, like so I would say a rental company because we would treat all of our stuff really, really nicely and we would charge <laughs> nicely as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, I'm with y'all. I'm rental company too. For the mm. same reason. Everybody now has a photo booth company. It's like yeah. 2020 was the year that everybody decided, like, let me buy a 360 booth. And yeah, <laughs> like, what am I going to do? How am I going to be competitive there? But with rentals, you could just like find stuff, pick it up, add it to your, mm-hmm. you know, inventory. And then that could I mean, you could buy apart. couches. Yeah, and tables, vintage like, yeah, pieces that are like one of a kind. It's mm-hmm. probably more fun to do that too because yeah. you're constantly yeah. you can yeah, be looking for it. If you mm-hmm. like doing that anyway, then yeah. that could be fun to you know agree mm-hmm. exactly. And there's so many things you could get. Like you could lean vintage and just be completely vintage, or mm-hmm. I don't know, like. We're we're evolving beyond just the gold chargers, that standard yeah. like gold charger and like throne chairs. Yeah. <laughs> like we're exactly. you know, there's just so much we could do. Mm-hmm. Well, round three. Right. What would you say is the most important feature or of the two, what's your preference of a favorite feature in a venue? The get ready suite or the space for the cocktail hour? Mm. I know my answer. All right. The yeah. getting ready suite. Okay. Okay. Why? I will say because from our personal experience, we love the venue we got married at, but um, they had a groom suite and a bridal suite. The bridal suite was like two large rooms connected. It was like super nice. You know, it was plenty of space for us. I mean, I had five bridesmaids. I guess if you had more than that, it could be a little bit cramped. Mm -hmm. For his groom suite, it was one room for him and all his guys. And it was like a couch. And it was right across the hall from us. And both of those suites shared one bathroom. Ooh. And my thing is, I'm like, you spend just as much time in your getting ready suite as you do pro- more time in your getting ready suite than even your cocktail hour space. Right. Because cocktail hour ideally is actually an hour. I know people who like to make it two and three hours and not have no food, but you know, ideally it's an hour <laughs> that you spend in there. So I'm like, if I'm spending all morning, I want to be comfortable in my getting ready suite. I don't want to worry about running to my groom. Or whoever I'm marrying, mm-hmm. I want to have a comfortable bathroom accommodations, you know. So it's I feel like they always throw the grooms in the closet, and then like the bridal suite usually is okay. But yeah, that was something we really focused on with the new house, like the grooms suite or the lounge. We call it like the dressing lounge, MacArthur lounge after mm-hmm. Michael's dad. It's like everyone likes that room better, the best in the house, and that's where like grooms would get ready or one of the bridal parties would get ready. So. Mm. All right, so the the 
Groom Suite slash MacArthur Lounge and the new house is ridiculous. So it's it's got everything. It's great. I love it a lot. I would say I would probably use that room during the cocktail hour too. It's just by the nature of how it looks. It has mm-hmm. like a speakeasy like uh feel like you're in like a cool bar. Mm-hmm. Um so I would say the cocktail hour. Also because when we got ready, I basically was in the closet and because I survived it. <laughs> <laughs> it made you stronger. Yeah. <laughs> stronger I lived through it, so and I really enjoyed the cocktail hour. And I like our, our cocktail hour space. I love that so much too. So yeah, when I'm just nice. thinking about the day itself, mm-hmm. just because the guests get to experience it too, I gotta say the the cocktail hour space. Okay, that was sweet. That's yeah. a good answer. I'm also gonna say the get ready suite mm-hmm. because you know, like I spent probably eight hours prior to my wedding in that suite. Yeah, you know, it was probably eight. Yeah, I think so. Cause we got there really early. Yeah. Um, but like, you really, really need to you know, be comfortable, you know? And I feel like I didn't even get to see my cocktail hour. And so, um, yeah, so I'm going to think about myself. <laughs> I'm about myself. I mean, yeah. really, uh-huh. basically, I mean, but it's also, it's your day. So I yes, think it's fine exactly. for you to prioritize to get ready, sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my answer. I'm exactly with you, Marche. Like, I need a bathroom. I need a private bathroom. I don't need to be by where he is. Like, I need my own space. And I need space, not like, because some of these get ready, like, these bridal suites are like a closet with a couch. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, the groom side is like a chair. <laughs> Like, or like a little uh, Bluetooth speaker or something. And it's like, okay, y'all weren't expecting them to be here anyway. Or like, y'all were expecting them to stay in the hotel. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I need my space because I'm going to get ready there. I'm going to get my pictures there. I need my good lighting. Like, I need all of these things. And I need my private restroom because I've been to venues where the bride or the groom or whomever is there getting ready they're going to the same bathroom that all the guests are using as they're coming in too. Yeah. I just don't like that. That don't sit right with me. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So round four, this should be a little complicated. Maybe not. I don't know. But for a date night, would you prefer to mm-hmm. sit courtside at a basketball game, then head to a speakeasy for a nightcap or would you prefer uh, prefer this drink? You don't even the second one. You like what else? The other option is uh, going to a nice seven course meal and then going to an orchestra that is going to play all your favorite covers from like the nineties and two thousands. The courtside basketball speakeasy that literally is probably is his dream. Could, yeah, my dream day is pretty much that. <laughs> and Marche surprised me with that one time for like my birthday of uh, the, yeah. uh, like, I don't know how many years ago. Maybe a couple years ago. Yeah, um, you Man. can't tell with the pandemic. It might have. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it right. Been too, too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was it was so much fun. And Speakeasy is like my, you know, spirit animal. So yeah, I, I would definitely go courtside. And like NBA is like my favorite thing to watch. So I uh, I would go courtside Speakeasy. And I don't really like 
Orchestras. <laughs> okay. Even if they play your favorites from the 90s and no. 2000s? I, I, I don't really. I mean, I don't, I don't hate orchestras. If I'm at an orchestra, I may at least pretend like I like it. Yeah. Um, and then... Okay. Uh, what was the other and the seven course meal? I really like the first like two courses. Of I was about to say he wants three courses at the most. I was <laughs> about to say. And, my, and my three courses are going to be appetizer, <laughs> meal, and, and a dessert. Dr- no, and the dr- and the drink. So a good cocktail. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. same. I want to go to a basketball game and speak easy. Okay, that'll be so fun. Like I'm not a huge sports person, but when I go in person, it's a different experience. That's real. That's like, I real. Don't care mm-hmm. about watching on TV, but in person is fun. That's true. The atmosphere is different too. Like being there yeah. with all the people mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. at home. Agree. Okay. Agree. Tania, we're now we having good food nowadays. That is they true. Do. That is they true. Do. And they have good music too. Um, yeah. But, mm-hmm. but um, although I love to eat. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the basketball game. Okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> and where then this also, was going. <laughs> I mean, you know, but the orchestra is like is what got me, you know, because I love like the 1990s, 2000s, but I don't think I would be interested in going to an orchestra. Okay, because yeah, yeah, I might go to sleep, so <laughs> I'm definitely gonna go to the basketball game and speak easy. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I never mm-hmm. know, you like get that seven course meal, like you, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would have an equal amount of good time at both. Like, yeah, depending on who's playing with the basketball game, I could really be into it. Yeah, I don't follow basketball like that, so I don't know. I'm just here for the time and the vibe. <laughs> the speakeasy seems fun. I don't drink, but I'm sure they got a mocktail. You yeah. know, so yeah, Marche doesn't drink either. Yeah, so. I don't drink, so I just be slamming them cokes, right? Get a coke with a, with a lime in it. <laughs> Good, does it for me? Now, if Marche gets some cokes, you, I got to monitor how many cokes I know. you have because this starts. I'll be drinking like my, sugar. My, my fourth cocktail, normal. She'll be on her third coke, and the bartender's like, "We have to cut her off." <laughs> Yes. You're like, no, you just had coke. No more. Coke. <laughs> like, no more. <laughs> I mean, people don't know, so I mean, and this is Coca Cola we're talking about here. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> right. There are some species that right. yeah. you have the other coke, but sure. yes, that is that is true. <laughs> <laughs> get chopped up. Uh, no. like, I love three cokes. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, no, we would never do that to y'all. Right. We would never do that to <laughs> Never do that to y'all. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, now we're done with this or that. We're going to um, dive into the world of the Newell House, but then also kind of like get to know y'all a little bit, learn a little bit about your wedding and whatnot. And, you know, just the world of Michael and Marche, because... I feel like y'all are everyone's favorite, like, internet cousins. Like, people that you see <laughs> come across the timeline, and it's like, it's always good vibes. It's always a good time. And you just genuinely love everything that y'all are doing. Like, I don't see any, like, shade. No, like, you know, like, nobody's just like, 
there's some influencers and some people out there that are just like like emit what y'all emit like y'all give they don't connect with the people like yeah yeah like y'all be yeah like you're in the comments like responding to people like Mm -hmm. and then you're like housewives recaps and stuff like it's oh yeah I love house. Yes. So all that to say. <laughs> Thank you. That was so nice. You're welcome. You're welcome. So um, I'm pretty sure a lot of us are aware of the origin story and how y'all even started on the new house. Like what even prompted that? But for those that don't know in the back, you know, in the peanut gallery, like let us know or let them know uh, what started like the Newell house all together. Like why a wedding venue? You got it. You got it. Okay. Okay. So Michael, not well, how long we probably were. Da- well, we weren't dating that long when he brought it up because we weren't engaged yet. And he was like, you know, I've been thinking, what if I turn like my house into a wedding venue? And so I'm just like, what? Like, he was like, I think you would do a good job. Like, thinking of, you know, the designs and, um, and then our brother-in-law who works on the house with us, mm-hmm. he was like, you know, he would be a great addition. And I feel like you have a good vision for it. And I was like, what? Like, I, it just like <laughs> totally caught me off guard. And so just, I guess some background, obviously mm-hmm. we've known each other for a long time. And I had been to the house one time in high school for like a party, but I, di- I didn't remember it that much, you know? So Michael was like kind of talking about it for a little while. And I don't think he took me to the house yet because he kind of just brought it up. We had some conversations, but then uh, shortly after we got engaged. So, you know, when you're planning your wedding, like is no conversations about anything. So mm-hmm. we tabled it for the time being. And in my mind, it wasn't even a tabling thing. I just thought he had brought it up. It wasn't really like, you know, serious about it or mm-hmm. really thinking about it. And then when we found our venue, it's a old historic home in Raleigh. And so I think like planning it, visiting, walking the grounds and everything really just stirred it up in him again. And he was kind of like, you know, we could do something like this at my house, you know. And he brought, I mean, right after we got married, he like brought it up again. He's like, no, I'm serious. Like, I think we should do it. So he took me to the house. And he, we walked around and like immediately I was like, oh, we need to do this. And like, we should paint this room blue and this should be like this. I mean, like I just immediately could just everything I could think of for the house. I feel like that first visit, I had thought of it all. Mm-hmm. Like at that point, I was just like, oh yeah, this is perfect. And yeah, like he didn't do have to do much to convince me. Like he just took me there. And then, you know, we approached his mom about the idea and I think, I don't know if Michael feels the same, but I was thinking she was going to be like, no, like, why would I, why would I do that? You know, why would I want to do that? And she was like fully on board. Oh yeah. So yeah. And we like, you know, obviously told his siblings about it mm. and everything. And we kind of just like got some people out there to look at the house and everything to tell us like if the foundation was okay, mm-hmm. if, you know, everything under the house was fine, if they noticed any issues or anything like that. And yeah, because his mom was actually going to sell the house. And so once she got serious about selling the house, this is after we had kind of played around with the idea. I was like, no, no, like I'm, I'm on board with this idea now. Like now I don't want to sell the house and everything. So Michael's like, now you sure? Because, you know, we, if we go through it, this is a full project. Like right. y'all seen it before. He's like, this mm-hmm. is a full project. Like top to bottom, we're going to have to like, 
renovate this house. And so I was like, yes, yes, like, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And then I think once we made the commitment to do it, like, you know, we obviously started the renovation and everything. And now here we are. Well, maybe just a little bit of background. So I'm the youngest of six kids. Yeah. As soon as I was born, I came back to that house. So that's the only house I knew growing up. Right when I was going to college, my dad passed away. And then it was just my mom in that giant house. And, you know, all the kids were out and I was in college. And uh, from that point forward, the house, in some ways, it just kind of became like a, it went from being a positive to slowly becoming like an albatross. Like it's, it's so <laughs> big and, it, and you got to decide what you want to do with it. And then my mom also had to make that decision for herself. Like, and she loved the house. So the idea of selling it to a stranger was not really that appealing yeah. uh, to her, which is part of the reason why it was still there. Cause she was, she had already moved out um, years ago. So the idea just seemed like a win-win for us to purchase it and for it to still be a place that provided that legacy and to be a place to still feel with like love and laughter and, you know, good times. So um, with all that put together and Marche like fully committed, cause I knew it was going to be hard. Like I've worked on, so she's worked on some projects too. But like in opening the restaurant, like I went through a whole lot of pain opening that, the first restaurant and the <laughs> second one. I was just, it was painful. And I was prepared for this to be even more painful because it was a bigger project. So I just wanted to make sure she was ready for that. And of course she is and was and fully capable. And I don't have any skills of visualizing how to make things and <laughs> Uh, look good or, or <laughs> always says that. And I don't have any. So I knew I couldn't do what I'm bringing to the table is not a complete package, you know? Mm-hmm. So in order for it to be that, I knew it was going to fully take this team. So I, even with it being an idea when we, you know, first started um, dating, it was an undoable idea if it wasn't for Marche and of course, Howard um, helping to get it all of us helping and pulling in the same direction. I think that might have answered the question. Mm-hmm. I can't it, did. Okay. Yeah, it, did. It, did. it did. I don't know why I always just assumed that like y'all started this project, like the thought of even converting your childhood home into a venue. I thought all of that happened after y'all were married. So the fact yeah. that this was a conversation y'all had before you were even engaged, like, I know. <laughs> Yeah. And then for me, when we were at the house that we got married at, every time I thought about giving them money <laughs> when I had this house, <laughs> it, it was painful. You think about the same. It, it's just painful. It's just painful. I'm like, I gotta, no, I gotta. but it's funny because every time anybody knows about this, they're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, she she had it was her idea. She did. I was like, y'all, it, it wasn't even a thought in my mind. I'm telling you, I had been to that house one time mm-hmm. and he brought it up. And, you know, like I said, we weren't engaged or anything like that. And mm-hmm. I was just like, what? Like, this is so out of left field, but it was <laughs> a great idea. But yeah, it was fully Michael's idea from the beginning. Wow. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I guess so. It, but was. it was like, an idea. take your credit, babe. Take your credit. <laughs> <laughs> Before y'all started building it out, though, was there something that you knew, like, okay, we have to keep this, like, we have to keep this as is, or try to make a modern version of something? So there's definitely fixtures in the house Mm -hmm. that we wanted to keep. So there's a record player that was in the kitchen, like, kind of like the breakfast nook. His mom, like, designed basically the house herself. Like, she thought of the floor plan, everything herself. 
and kind of took it to an architect and obviously they finessed it and like made sure it was like, you mm-hmm. know, a sound plan. But like she picked everything in that house, like every outlet, every light, everything. And like, I feel like she did such an amazing job. And his parents were huge, like entertainers. Like they would have parties, they would have get togethers. Like I've had messages from people that like went to A&T. They're like, your like in-laws do the best parties. Like I want to have so they were like known for that. So I think it obviously lends itself well to having a, being a venue Mm -hmm. because they thought about the flow of an event. And so like, I wanted to, obviously we wanted to modernize it, but we also wanted to keep like the feeling of it being a home. Mm -hmm. And like the fact, I mean, it was in the eighties. I feel like nobody cares about keeping like eighties architecture, but she did a good job of making it classic, you know? Mm -hmm. So we definitely wanted to keep that record player. And she was definitely wanting us to keep the record player. And also there's certain plants and shrubs in the yard that she was very adamant about us keeping because they were gifts from like Michael's family. So when they bought the land, like they got, you know, different plants and shrubs and trees gifted to them from family members to plant on the property. Mm. So we made sure we kept those two, which I feel like a lot of people probably don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like for example, there's like a, 30 foot magnolia tree, maybe taller. Yeah, probably that, taller. Yeah. It's almost to the, like, almost taller than the house. I feel like and, it'll be. And I did not remember it being that big. It came from my grandfather uh, in Jacksonville, North Carolina. And mm-hmm. there's uh, some stuff from my, my grandmother and my other grandfather. But even that tree, I just, like, when I was growing up, it was, I mean, it's been, you know, 38 years it's been mm-hmm. growing, but, and I hadn't lived in the house since I was 18. I mean, when I saw the scale of it, I was like, wow, I mean, that's a perfect magnolia tree, but obviously stuff like that, we wouldn't touch and add it, add it character. But, and I would say too, the main Mm -hmm. thing we really did too, was the spirit of each room is kind of still the same. Mm -hmm. So like the MacArthur lounge, that was a place where when I had a party at the house, that was the main area. (laughs) My dad was having his friends Mm -hmm. uh, and they were just doing those types of parties. It has that speak easy feel. So we, we just kind of amped it up. Everything we did, even though like that room was stripped down to the studs when we started renovating it, but um, it's still kind of each room still kind of has the same spirit that it started with. Just uh, it was kind of a party house to begin with, and we just kept that that the spirit of each room. I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. I love that. Now I want to know what is your favorite room in the house? He gonna say the lounge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love this room. They're, every time we give a tour to a couple, he's like, now, nah, man, look, I love this room. They love <laughs> some. I, the answer is definitely that the MacArthur Lounge. But okay. There are some other rooms, and I'm not going to pick them because Marche's. Well, no, she. I think she's going to pick. I, I'll let her pick. I think she's. I know what she's going to say. I think. Yeah, the blue study. Oh, that's really. I thought you were gonna say the the, uh, no. the dressing suite. No, the I love the blue study. So when we were walking around the house the very first time, and I looked, his parents had an office that was like basically like a study slash office in the house on the first floor, and it had like the built-ins all the way around. And I was like, I'm obsessed with this room. We're gonna keep the shelves. And Michael's like, you want to keep? Shelves? I was like, yes, we're gonna keep the shelves. We're going to paint this room like a high gloss, light blue, Mm -hmm. and we're going to have a bar in here. And it's going to be like the shelves will be like bar backs. So you could put glassware and all that stuff on that. Like immediately I was like, that's exactly what I want to do in this room. Michael was like, okay. And I was like, this is my favorite room. And from the beginning, 
I'm like, this is my, and anytime I feel like we've had people over there, they think it's the coolest room. And it's so cool because it's kind of hidden a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Like, you know, it's not like just out in the open. So it's like a little jewel box, you know, like hidden kind of like a little speakeasy vibe a little bit, but uh -huh. it's, it's like bright, you know. It's it's more hidden bar vibe than, yeah. it's like, uh, mm -hmm. it's a, it, like you said, it's like a, a hidden gym. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to say the, the dressing suite, but I'd say, too, with that room, like the first time I saw it, the way that she visualized it, it, it makes it hard for me to pick between the two rooms, the MacArthur Lounge yep. and the um, study. They yeah. both. And our brother-in-law custom built a bar that's on casters in there. Mm -hmm. And the actual bar is like the high gloss blue, too. So it's just all blue. I love it. Like the ceiling, the walls, everything. The doors. Also, that space is, is highly functional for what it does, too. Yeah. So it's. That's a good room. That's that's yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. That's a good room. That's my favorite. Are you an interior designer as well? Like, right. <laughs> like you just need to go no. ahead and add that to your. <laughs> no, I just come from a family of like super creative people. So mm -hmm. like my mom painted. She like my aunt, my aunt can like sew clothes. She knits like and crochets and sells that. Mm -hmm. And then I mean, literally everyone in my family has something that they do like that's very creative and artistic. And so like growing up, like my mom would just have all these like interior design and fashion magazines, and she would pull stuff out, and she kept binders and binders and binders of like inspo. So I feel like just looking at that like my whole life, I just love it, you know. Oh, let me say this too about Marche. She has a ridiculous memory. Her memory is, <laughs> is, is strangely good. So, for example, we might be doing something, and she'll be like, "Oh, that reminds me of that dress in uh, that in a magazine that I read in 1997 about." <laughs> 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 2001 i'm like what in the world and it's like that with everything that has to do like with design so whether it's the floor it's like for yeah like the towel mm -hmm. in the uh which is it's hard to say the foyer is not your favorite room because it's like the you walk into it's very grand and she just has really good taste in general but also her memory is so long she's pulling from a catalog <laughs> <laughs> that, that looks, it feels almost like a um, like slash somewhat Android to be like the <laughs> Android. Right. <laughs> At least give her Apple. <laughs> Android. This iBook, whatever. I can't even. I meant like this, data. Uh, from yeah. <laughs> No shade, y'all. No shade. Right. Actual like Android, actual Android. Android. Right, right. right. Oh, my bad. What's the Nia thing? Get off the phone. I, <laughs> I totally forgot about the Android robot. I'm not bad. Right <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, but that was, it was, that is honestly the best part was like picking colors, picking uh -huh. furniture, picking all the stuff was really fun. Yeah, we went through um, like your, what is it, I guess brochure, like lookbook, or on mm -hmm. the guide on the website, and I was like, this is just, it checks so many boxes, and it's just it like, really it's does. so beautiful, like, the courtyard space, that's like, what, I guess kind of like downstairs, that mm -hmm. like, you could have like, I'm thinking, people could go out there, or you could even have pictures, mm -hmm. and the fact that y'all 
offer like you book your wedding here, your your event here, really wedding, like you mm-hmm. can come and get your engagement photos here where like a lot of venues don't do that. Or if so, yeah. it's like they make you jump through a lot of hoops and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, but people want to get those photos done beforehand. Sometimes yeah. even just to like, you know, cut down on the photos they have to take during the cocktail hour. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's just <laughs> like every photo was beautiful. I'm like the weekend stay, the fact that like, you have plenty of full bathrooms for people to be able to do stuff. I'm just like, yeah. why is it this in Georgia? My kids just drive up from Atlanta all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, but y'all are very, very generous. Like I was like, mm. y'all are giving snacks and like drinks right. and stuff. Like they you didn't know, do that for us. <laughs> right. Getting married in 2019, I feel like helped us a lot with this venue because mm-hmm. it's like it was recent enough that we could pull from our own experience and there was things we loved and like things we thought so like one thing was like that really stressed me out was having food for my girls Mm -hmm. i'm like okay so i want to get them food but like i don't have time to go pick it up i don't want my planner to leave and pick it up i don't want anybody like my biggest thing when i got married too is like i didn't want my girls to be like put out any more than they already are like Mm -hmm. you're already buying a dress shoes like yeah. Whatever I could do to take the burden off them. So I was like, I'm not going to get them to go like pick up 10 platters or whatever. Right. So I ended up like the way I did it was such a nightmare. And like the food ended up being like kind of like stale. It wasn't good. And I was like, man, wouldn't it be nice to just come in and there's like snacks or some type of food or like a menu you could choose from mm-hmm. to already be in the suite and drinks and all that already in the suite? I don't have to worry about that. It's like anything you can do to just make someone's day less stressful to me is like the best seriously yeah, yeah. i feel like i thought of everything i really wish that my venue had the same options as y'all's venue does because it's hard out here to think of everything yeah. so yeah. yeah and we definitely appreciate that because yeah. we we've definitely um reached out to like other venues or just other people in the industry to get their feedback and kind of what they think and it's so interesting because i think because it's such a demand for weddings right now Mm -hmm. and venues i feel like the advice that we get always leans towards like y'all will be booked like don't even worry about it like this venue doesn't do that don't worry about but like i told michael i was like i don't want to be like a rubber stamp venue where like every wedding is the exact same every every bride's just like okay give me your deposit you're going like mm-hmm. I want everyone to have an amazing experience. I want it to be a luxury experience. I want them to feel like I had a personal wedding that was like, you know, all about my personality and fits what I love. And like I had a great experience. To me, that's like important, you know. Mm-hmm. Versus because I know like we, you know, as a venue having 2023 20, dates is like very good. Cause I know people want to get married in 2023, but I also want them to have like a great experience too, you know. So Yeah seriously and and in some ways too is a chance for us to on all of these things that are thought out it's a chance for us to almost go back and redo the things about our wedding even though we loved our experience that would have made it that much better to Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. and then on on top of that too we have a lot of like with the restaurant experience and marches 
fashion and knowledge and Howard's knowledge of being able to build things. And it was an opportunity for us to do what we do best, you know? Mm -hmm. So if I know, like, if I know food, then, and I have great chefs who make the kind of food that I love and Marche loves, then we, of course, we do something special for the Newell house, but why not incorporate that, you know? Yeah. And then uh, in that same token, we give a lot of people chances who I, a lot of time, I know we probably talk about this later, but who don't get those kind of chances. So like mm -hmm. my, my main chef is a guy that I grew up with mm. who just happened to be moved back to North Carolina from New York after being in New York for like, you know, 15 years or so. So it's just some of the stuff just timed out so well that it made sense for us to put it together and not ignore, like Marche said, a lot of people would just like do the minimum possible <laughs> and, yeah. and get the maximum return, which Obviously, that sounds good, but you yeah. also want to have like longevity and mm -hmm. you also want people to experience your venue in the way that you also feel proud of, you know? So yeah. I think all of those things go, in, go into that as well. That makes sense. And I would say the couples that come and get married at your venue are going to be so much more appreciative and probably even the planners because the planners are always trying to encourage their brides. Don't forget to eat. Don't forget to do this. Like to yeah. already think about these things beforehand. That's just like one less thing that everybody else has to, you know, think about. And that sets it up for, okay, I got married here and then my kids are going to get married here, you know, like, yeah. so then it becomes a generational thing. That's not just a lot of these kind of, like you were saying, those like basically the cookie cutter venues where it's like, they don't care what they offer. You know, they may have tables. They may not. <laughs> <laughs> they may have chairs, they may yeah. not. Or like we've, I feel like our venue experiences were different, but like mm -hmm. ultimately we would have both wanted <laughs> what y'all are offering <laughs> with the Newell house. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I would have stayed in house. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone out for food or for drinks yeah. or, you know, like for anything. Like I would have stayed in house because you all offer everything. Mm -hmm. Y'all yeah. even offer a florist. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. I wanted to ask y'all about your like in house vendors. So, like, your florist mm -hmm. and even like you were saying, the catering, like, Tell us, how did you decide, like, okay, these are the people we want? You kind of already mentioned more so with the catering, but with mm -hmm. even the florist, um, which, Tania, I believe you've shouted out this florist before. I did. I did, yeah. <laughs> I so love I was her. like, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was like, hey. <laughs> her work is so beautiful. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. So beautiful. Yeah. So it's crazy. So we actually know Adiola from Michael went to law school with her. Mm. And we worked together my very first job out of law school in Raleigh. So we actually know her separately <laughs> as well. And we ended up working at like three different companies together because that's kind of how like clinical research is. Like everybody ends up working at like three, two to three companies together. Mm -hmm. And um, she was starting out. I want to say it was maybe a year before we got engaged. She was, she had always wanted to do florals and, and, you know, floral design and all that. And she finally decided like to start this side hustle and she did a couple like small weddings and stuff. And then when we got engaged, I was like, I want you to do the flowers for my wedding. And she was like, what? Like, you know, like I have like, a wedding or something like that. And I was like, no, I trust you. Like, I trust you. You're creative. And like, you have a good eye and you know what I'm saying? Like I, we were very, very like adamant about having black vendors, you know, because mm -hmm. where we got married, they had like no black vendors on their vendor list. I think they had one, which is a makeup artist, which is our florist sister. 
So who's really <laughs> great? Right. Who I had already planned to use anyway. <laughs> but I was like, look, every vendor that we don't have to get off this list is about to be because we already knew the videographer we wanted. We already knew the photographer. They were all already friends of ours. So I was like, yeah, I want you to do the flowers. And we met and I told her everything I wanted. And she she is so funny. Like she tells me to this day, she's like, I was really like, she's going to stop being my friend because I'm going <laughs> to let her down because this is like the most flowers she had done. You know, yeah. she was just starting out. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, look, you never have your first wedding if nobody gives you a chance. True. I mean, that's how you have to start your portfolio, you know? And like ever since then, she's been like booked and busy. Y'all see like, she's so good. She's so mm-hmm. creative. She just did the florals for my mother-in-law, his mom's birthday party. Mm-hmm. They were insane. Like he was taking down the like greenery that she did. And he's like, I don't know how she did this. Like <laughs> he was on ladders, like swinging from the tent, like to get stuff yeah. up. <laughs> stuff down, I yeah. was like, there's, I don't know. Marche said it. It was me and Howard mm-hmm. and it took both of us. Yeah. And we were literally like, I don't know how Yeah, it would outside of having the ability to fly <laughs> that she was able to put this, this <laughs> like, it's, it's outrageous. I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. But she's great. And like, we click so well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, okay. So I was, when we were first talking about the house, I'm like, what are some things that we can offer to make the house more unique or the experience more unique? And so I realized like we were getting a lot of inquiries from the jump from brides, like out of state, mm-hmm you know, or bras that wanted like a quick turnaround wedding. And I'm like, you know, Michael always tells me, he's like, you wanted to pick every last thing for your wedding. You were super meticulous about it. You like doing stuff. He was like, every bride doesn't want to sift through floors mm-hmm. and sift through caterers and look through vendors and look, you know, some people just want to say, I want a wedding. This is where I want it. Let me know when to come. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, <laughs> that. so yeah. I was like, okay, well, what if we had a florist that we could have that works like in-house with the venue that like knows the venue. We work well with her. We know she does good quality work so that that's one more vendor checked off the list. If somebody wants to get married here. And so we had the perfect space for like a floral studio. So we have a little studio in the house that the florist can work out of so that she's not like having to just like pick a corner in the middle of the venue. So she preps like she basically can come on a Thursday and prep flowers and leave them in that studio and it's not in the way. Like, I mean, it's like, Hmm. it worked out really, really well. And I approached her about it and I was like, what do you think about being like the on-site floors, like in-house and stuff? So like you would be like the preferred option for brides and stuff. And she was like, uh, yeah. Like, are you kidding? (laughs) Yeah. She's done the sip and seize and the party and she's done such a great job. And I'm just excited because I feel like, honestly, like she's so talented and she just like has a good eye for the house too. You know, like she's very creative. So yeah, that's basically how we came to that. And I mean, like Marche said, I'm Adiola is, she could do no wrong based on how she goes in on that house. <laughs> yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen anything like it before. I don't yeah. know so much about florals, but I know that those are the best. Yeah. <laughs> He's dead. yeah. And I would just say, even when we were contemplating, like making some things mandatory or not mandatory to use with our in-house stuff, it's kind of like at the end of the day, we decided not as of the date of this recording to make, <laughs> to make these things mandatory. Yeah. But we also know because we've gotten the invoices from the other people and we've been through the experience with the other people. After you shop around and see what we are doing, you're probably yeah. 
I mean, I can't imagine somebody choosing something otherwise. Mm-hmm. I would say, but from the perspective of the catering, I imagine there's some people that want something very unique that might be something that we specifically don't have expertise in. Mm. Like I had some friends, some I had some Indian friends that came to the sip and see and they were talking about the specific foods that they want that I know I don't have expertise in my crew. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can do it, but some of it, I, we may not be the best at. Yeah. So for like a particular couple that wants something specific, we didn't want to make it mandatory. But I also knew my team was like really strong and the food was really good. Yeah. So just by offering it out there, I, everybody that's come to the Sip and See, when they've come back, mm-hmm. they've been like, oh, yeah, we want to use that. Yeah. Like caterers. And they did like his mom's party, too. Yeah. Hmm. And it was really good. So, yeah. yeah, they're a really strong team, I feel like. And like Michael said, like so much has fallen into place in a crazy way around the house like it just feels like it's destined to be that way because Mm -hmm. like he said the head like chef that he's working with with the in-house catering is his friend that he grew up with in the neighborhood went to culinary art school and lived in new york working catering weddings working in restaurants came moved back home to be closer to home like not that long ago and now he's like back, like living around, like down the street, right. you know, again. So, wow. and we have, uh, Michael has another friend that he grew up with, same thing down the street. Mm-hmm. And he's been super helpful, just like helping us. Cause you need as many hands as you can get, mm-hmm. like oh, in yeah. the venue, you know, and he just comes and helps with so many different things. And so it's just like, it's crazy. Cause like him and Landon, that's the um, chef. And then David, his other friend, they were out back, like just standing around talking. Like after one of the nights we were getting the house together and Michael was like, they were like, we haven't done this in like <laughs> at least 20, 20 years, years. <laughs> just standing around the back talking. It's just like, it just meant to be, you know? Yeah. So, Oh, I love that. Yeah. And look, people want the option to like not have to feel locked in. So being able to like, hey, here are these amazing vendors. You can work with them. We Mm -hmm. highly suggest that you do. But if you don't, that's cool. You can still book this venue. And I think like that's such a deterrent sometimes because you see these like really gorgeous venues. But it's like you have to use this caterer. You have to use this vendor. And then you look and it's like, well, dang, that was out of budget or like, you know, it yeah. can make some things a little tight. So I love that option. But also the fact that these yeah. are black vendors. Yeah. So you are checking multiple boxes at the same time. <laughs> Definitely stay in. Yeah. I do have a question though about the food. So mm-hmm. what would you say is probably your favorite thing you've tasted? Because when I was looking at the brochure, I saw the pecan pie, mm. chicken and waffles. And I was like, wait, we had that at the first infancy. People thought it was so good. I love yeah. pecan so, pie and I love chicken and waffles. Yes. So I need to know. <laughs> so the, chicken and waffles, the chicken and waffles are always going to be a hit because that's actually the restaurant that Michael had. Like he was saying mm-hmm. that he has two restaurants. Mm-hmm. They are chicken and waffles restaurant like that's their specialty mm. so that's always gonna be on point but it's funny because someone came to the second sip and see and they were like oh the chicken and waffles like they were thinking like oh so like chicken and waffles is going to be like the thing that the caterers do and i'm like no they can make anything <laughs> so at his mom's 80th birthday mm-hmm. they had short rib ragu pasta so it was like mm-hmm. So good. And I'm telling you, when I saw the menu, y'all understand. I was like, I will be running around the day of the party, making sure everything's okay. 
But once they bring that pasta out, I'm going to be in my seat. Like, I'm <laughs> like, and I literally sat there. I was like eating that pasta. Like literally like you see in the movies when people are in military school. I, that's how I was eating the pasta. And then I bounced and like went back to help somebody in the house. But they literally, Landon is such, he can just think of the craziest stuff. Like in a good way. Yeah. Like, it's so outside of the box. Like with what he thinks it's like, it's amazing. So, so like, you know how you have like a friend and you can't imagine them working because you grew up with them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, wait, you really, you really do this. Yeah. So I've gone through those moments with him several times because he, for one, he'll give me the suggested menu and I can read half of it. Yeah, we be Googling the ingredients. <laughs> and then we thought we had some class. Also, we don't. also for example, he'll go get, um, you know, locally sourced foods. Like he'll have vegetables literally growing in the in the house. Yeah, that he will put, like use mm. on the sliders, for example. Like the lettuce would be, Ooh, or like the it wasn't those lettuce, sliders, were whatever good. the the green leafy thing that was on, <laughs> on that little slider. Basil, little chive or something like that. <laughs> it was it was alive right before it got on that. The stuff like that, where I even myself, I marvel at what he's able to do and what they're able to accomplish as a team. Mm. Because I mean, I help to guide the team, but I'm not a chef, so he he truly is uh, yeah. is talented and knows a lot more. But the best thing that I tasted. Well, hold on, I forgot those risotto balls. These risotto balls, <laughs> it's probably the oh. But we had a red yeah. velvet chicken and waffle combo at the last thing too. Mm. Come on, but those risotto balls. <laughs> Come on, <ooh>. I, <laughs> I like balls. Yeah, we killed those risotto balls. Like oh he God. had more to, he made like a ton for the party. Mm-hmm. So when we had a sip and see the last sip and see, it was the day after the party. He was like, y'all want me to just put the extra up? We were like, yeah, I was giving tours and like chasing the risotto balls down, like telling <laughs> her, I was like, not taste this, not taste this. It was so good. Like after the party, yeah. I had to move stuff from the backyard to the front. Each time I walked by, he got a risotto. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go back. And I had to make a lot of trips. <laughs> I'm like, Michael, leave them for me. So they were so good. He like hand rolled them and breaded them. I mean, ooh, it takes a special mind to make yeah. to cater. I don't know to be a chef. Um, I don't know because you know you have the time. Because mm-hmm. everything has yeah. to be, everything has to come out mm-hmm. at the same time. You have to run things. It's mm. Mm. you're all and so basically a bride and groom can come in and pick their own menu. Basically, mm. yeah. yeah. So right? what okay. we're gonna do is just offer like a sample menu. Mm-hmm. Really, to get pricing range, kind of, so you can just have an, so you can help imagine what you want to eat. But from there, we'll let that couple decide what they envision. So, because the main thing we want to do is give them that option, because their experience catering with us is not going to be like their experience somewhere else. So, somewhere else, they're going to be picking from a list. Yeah. But with us, they'll be able to help curate what they want. And then we'll build it out from there off the suggestions from our chef. And then we'll present that back to them and then go from there. So the, even though the process has like an extra step, it's like an extra step to be able to personalize your menu even more. What I see with other caterers, you kind of have a ballpark of what you're about to pay. Mm-hmm. And then you actually get what you're about to pay. And it's not the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, we like right. we don't want to have like a bunch of hidden stuff. Yeah, we just mm-hmm. want to be like, oh, this is if you will get a menu like this, obviously. Yeah, you know, this is how much it is per person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously we might have to add tax, but we don't want to add like twenty line fees. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. 
Because that stuff adds up. <laughs> it does. Yeah, they'll be like, it does. Fork fee. You be like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> what you mean? Mm-hmm. We, saw, we saw one vendor that had an insurance, their insurance like thing built into their mm-hmm. all-inclusive package. I was like, you charging people for your own insurance? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's and then they charge for gratuities, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So they add that and then... So- yeah, so I was looking mm-hmm. at our invoice. Or oh, it was ours. It was either I think it was, it was ours. Yeah, I don't want to play our caterer. Yeah, they were cool. We, they were <laughs> but they were anyway. They had a service fee, mm-hmm. but they didn't have gratuity. Mm-hmm. But all of the server's cost was already built into the quote. Mm-hmm. Like, so what is the service fee for? Mm-hmm. If you're already paying for the staff, right? Gratuity is not included, more and fees. you have a service. I, I still, so I was like, we're not just not going to have that fee at all. Like, I'm yeah, just yeah. that out. No, I thought like that's their tip, just in case you don't give a tip. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. And who's to say they're going to give all that to the staff? They may give mm-hmm. right. part of that. It was exactly. 30, it was thirty percent. Yeah. Ooh, so, mm-hmm. so I was like, geez, that's a interesting cost to not be. Specifics for anything. Weddings and, just cost so much. Yeah. Like, it really does. I was like, you will literally go to a DJ and be like, "Yo, can you DJ house party?" They'd be like, "Yeah, five hundred dollars." Mm-hmm. Then you be like, "Can you DJ this one?" They'd be like, "Yeah, five thousand right. dollars." Like, wait, it's the same thing. <laughs> like, it's the same thing. Right. <laughs> I'm literally asking you the same thing, but it's just because it's a wedding. Mm-hmm. People know yeah. they can charge mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. much. So. They're like, yeah. oh, it's the lapel pins. It's the fact that I'm there for your ceremony and your cocktail hour and the reception. And it's like the timing yeah. of this event is the exact same as Look, the house party. <laughs> but when you, when, I'm like, but for prom, for a prom, y'all be doing way less, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. be there for the same amount of time. So exactly, we're gonna do this podcast next year. We'll be like, the florals are our mandatory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> The service does cost more. The usage, y'all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all gonna be like, y'all sold out. Let me change y'all. <laughs> now the new mansion. Yeah, I'm sorry. The new <laughs> The grass. <laughs> Airbnb, <laughs> like y'all can't wear heels to the house. Y'all have to take your heels off. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, y'all. Won't be oh my god! So going slowly into kind of about your wedding, and we've touched on this a little bit, but what experiences from your wedding that you were like, okay, if I did this over, I would do this instead. I would have got married at the Newell house. Honestly, I wouldn't probably change anything. Okay. Like, so I and I think we we can comfortably say that because we didn't get married that long ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we got married like longer, like a longer time ago, we probably would change. Only thing is like, I feel like I probably would choose like a different dress now just because I feel like, you know, you just like different things, mm-hmm. but yeah yeah it's nothing that i don't like i really try and that's it's funny i really was like let me make this wedding as classic as possible because i never want to look back and be like why did i do this Mm -hmm. because it's so funny like i chose the very first dress i tried on i had seen it online i was like i want this dress and one thing about me like i love fashion like i love clothes Mm -hmm. but michael will tell you i'm very decisive like i don't like to be like when girls be like i tried on a hundred wedding dress i would die like (laughs) i'm like i'm not trying on a hundred wedding dress so I tried on the first one 
And my mom was like, you can't get the first one. You got to try on another one. So I tried on this other gown that was super like to me, like more fashion forward Mm -hmm. and like more unique and everything. And I tried it on and I loved it. But I was like, mom, I'm going to look back at the photos and be like, I hate this dress because it's so trendy, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and it's so like, it's one of those dresses like I've seen other people with it. And it's like, you know, that dress, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's like so unique, Mm -hmm. I guess. But yeah, I just tried to, with our florals and everything like that, just make sure that everything was classic and timeless. And the biggest thing I feel like for us is we wanted good music and good food. And we had both. And it was Mm -hmm. so funny because... Obviously, he's a restaurateur, so everyone expects good food, but I am greedy and I'm known to be greedy. <laughs> so many people come to me at the wet and was like, Man, I told people I knew the I knew it was gonna be the best reception food I ever had. It's your win. And I was like, Yep, you knew that. I was gonna feed y'all. Y'all already knew. So yeah, I feel maybe we would if we could change anything, we would have got married on a Saturday. No, I like I like Sunday. I like Sunday, but we didn't have any choice because we wanted to get married in October at our venue, mm-hmm. and all they had was two Sundays. The, the reason why I liked yeah. sun, Sunday was because the first night we were it turned into a full yeah, wedding weekend. True. So the mm-hmm. first night we had our like gathering, and that was super fun. I wouldn't want to move that to Thursday, and then our our rehearsal dinner uh, stuff we did that on Saturday, and that was really fun. Yeah. And then like so it really made the whole weekend feel like it just ended at the at a perfect time. So I like Sunday. I would say all the things that I would have changed about the wedding, mm-hmm. we changed them like within two weeks of the wedding. <laughs> so so like there was some like for example, we drove off in a classic car. Yeah. And there was a different car that we originally picked, but it it like the dude's car broke down on the Wednesday yeah. before our wedding. Right. I'm outside in the rain, getting more hurricanes. Okay, I went to home goods because I, I freaked. I was like, I don't think we have enough hurricane, and we definitely already had enough. <laughs> but you know, you know how. Mm-hmm, yeah. So like, I'm at I'm at home goods, coming back to my car. It is pouring like thunderstorm raining. So one, I'm already freaking out because we chose October in North Carolina because the weather is usually perfect, sunny, cool, whatever. It had been raining all week, thunderstorming. Tried to get in my car. My car is dead. My battery is oh, dead. No. He comes to pick me up. And while I'm in the car, I'm listening to a voicemail from the guy saying his car is broken down. And he can no longer, um, he doesn't think we'll be able to do our getaway. And also, if it rains, we can't do the getaway anyway. Because it's a classic car and you can't wash those with water. So I was like, okay, well, then what are we going to do? <laughs> and then we end up finding one like... This guy in Durham ended up having like the same car, but in white, like, and let Michael test drive it like the day before the wedding. He could, he was like, I, no right, way so this guy should have let me rent this car because no. I was, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was <laughs> I, let's say I practice drove this thing 35 times. I successfully did it maybe four times. <laughs> so I was like, dude, yeah. you gonna really let me drive? <laughs> and he was like, All right, yeah, just wow. take it. And he let us drive it around the corner. He let me sit on it to take a picture. He just did not care. And then I was like, I love this guy. And I was like, even if it rains, he was like, yeah, I mean, why do I care? I was like, this dude might have stole this car. Because he's at me. He does not care. And Michael was so nervous to do the getaway because everyone's standing there. And it was he did it perfectly. But then 
<laughs> we like peeled around the corner. Oh, it was so dope. Nobody knows the corner. Nobody knows. And then we got to the spot <laughs> around the corner and the car stalled. Oh my God. And Michael like, hey, hey, hey. started up again. And we're like, do you think they can hear us? Like our family and friends can hear us. trying to restart the car. And he was like, and we're like, like we were freaking out. And then he started back up and we came back around. And everybody's like, y'all back. And we're like, yeah, we got to clean up. And we got out the car. Put on some sweats and cleaned up like all of our stuff and took it back. <laughs> we bought all those glasses and like candles and stuff. And then like similarly, like the t- we ended up having a tent, mm-hmm. but like three weeks before the wedding, we didn't have the tent. Yeah, we, we were gonna not do a tent. I wanted to be open air dinner under the stars and under the lights and the weather report. So I always say like Farmers Almanac did me dirty because they told me. It was not <laughs> And I looked and I was like, they said it's gonna be cool, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like perfect weather, it's gonna be sunny. And every single day, I'm telling y'all, it's raining. And I'm like, that Wednesday, the car situation and it's thunderstorming, and the guy's like, it's looking like it's gonna rain. I'm like, it could not rain, like, please. <laughs> and so I want to say, like, three days before Michael like is like Marche, if we don't have a tent and we can't have dinner outside and we have to go to our rain plan. How will you feel? Mm-hmm. And I was like, devastated. He said, okay, so we need a tent. Like, mm-hmm. why are you acting crazy? <laughs> <laughs> it actually worked out great because the couple that got married there on the Saturday before us had the same tent. It was like a mm-hmm. clear top tent. And because it was storming, and so it actually didn't rain at all. Like, maybe like three hours before we got married to the rest of the day. But because it had been raining basically that whole week, rained that saturday and it was windy all the leaves were getting blown around Mm. and they were blown onto the tent instead of onto the ground so we were still able to eat outside the clear tent was amazing they were able to put heaters in the tent and we still got that like open air vibe and everyone talks about how cool that tent was so i was like all right so so in short like if you would change anything yeah Mm -hmm. we luckily we were able to change yeah right before the wedding so. Yeah, that we looked out for real because I'm glad he was like, okay, we need to get the tent, Marshall. Like, <laughs> you're going to be devastated because it's going to rain. <laughs> Even if it wasn't going to rain, it was going to be wet and right. leaves everywhere. Yeah. It wasn't going to be, it was not going to be the vibe I was looking for. Mm-mm. Ooh, that worked out for so. y'all. <laughs> yeah. Did. What'd you do it about really renewal? Did. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like because we, like I said, I feel like because we got married recently. It just don't seem like something we would do, mm-hmm. but I'm sure if we once we get to like year ten, we might be like, let's do a vow. But I would truly feel like I had my dream wedding though. See, that's uh-huh. the thing. I feel like uh-huh. if you have the dream wedding that you want at the time, I just kind of feel like mm, I don't know if I do a vow. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine doing anything else other than what we're doing right now. So if you were like. Yeah. Would you drive to the store and get a Snickers bar? I'd be like, man, I can't even imagine. <laughs> Do one more, one more thing. Yeah. One more thing. One more thing. Yeah. I feel like too. It's funny because I feel like now having the venue, mm-hmm. like, like I said, I had my dream wedding, but also I feel like just being in a position where we're gonna watch so many people get married. I feel like it's gonna make us less likely to even want to do a vow renewal. Mm. Not in a bad way, but just being able to see people have like their weddings and dream weddings and mm-hmm. seeing so many different weddings. I feel like it's going to make me feel like, oh, like that's so nice. Like 
it's gonna give me that. I guess if I have that urge, that's little satisfy that urge. If we do a vow renewal, it's gonna be in like Turks and Caicos. Yeah, I was like, it'll be a destination. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it might be like five people there. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That's real, and maybe too because y'all got married in 2019. You could feel that way because I feel like everybody that's gotten married in 2020 on is like, yeah. probably do a vow renewal because it's like something they wanted had to be sacrificed within the last two years yeah Mm -hmm. especially like those 2020 brides that had those small weddings me or like (laughs) certain people come (laughs) yeah yeah i got married in my living room downstairs like in 2020 yeah i mean we had our wedding last year but yeah yeah and honestly, I truly love the small weddings like that I see and stuff like that, like the intimate weddings. I think it's so cool. But it's also like, if that's not what you initially wanted, though, you're probably mm-hmm. going to always feel like you're going to want to do a bower nose. So I definitely feel like more people are going to do bower nose or do like delayed receptions or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So. That just benefits y'all even more. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I'm like, look, do what you do what you feel. I'm like all for it. If you want to do Val Renewal every year, like Jackie from Love from Basketball Wives, you do it. Like, oh, yeah, she did. Right. <laughs> I fully support it. Oh, my God. She did do one every year. Yes. I was like, Jackie, now come on. Who wants to plan that every year? Oh my gosh. Some people do, though. Some people do. Mm-hmm. I think they do. Oh, goodness. Got that, got that marriage on lease. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do a contract with them to have them at the dual house every year. Y'all should. <laughs> hey, let me tweet her. <laughs> I got a venue for you. <laughs> All right, just a few more questions. Um, or really just like one or two. So we've, like we said, we've watched y'all like over the last few years and I feel like we're not alone. Of course, so many others have as well, but like Y'all have been doing so much. You have the restaurants, you have the venue, you have your beauty line, you have your content that like your fashion. Like I got your like one of your Amazon Darn. drop pieces. I- Same. <laughs> yes! Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I was like, okay, I'm hoping she <laughs> does round two because I'm good at tell- texting Tania. Like, did, did you we see the? Now I feel like they doing stuff with real celebrities. Now I'm like, they've been doing something with Portia. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I just texted me about that yesterday. I was like, there's some stuff here that you would like. She was like, we'll see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got in just in the nick of time honey because now they you really did celebrities, okay <laughs> mm-hmm. but with all of that y'all are booked and y'all are busy like how do y'all make sure that you prioritize time for each other like because there may be somebody that's like i want to start a business or i want to do something with my husband but like how do we make sure that we still like each other at the end of the day or you know like we don't bring work home you go. I'm interested okay, I'm, in your I'm response. Sure, I'm sure we're both going to have, both <laughs> gonna have answers to this. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's a difference between like, all right, so when we pop up, like, for example, when Marsha dropped the hairline, mm-hmm. what was seen was probably the last, you know, three to four months of like a three-year process. Mm-hmm. Or like with the Newell House, what people are seeing is like the last year of like a three-year process or and same thing like with the restaurants 
Um, every everything is like a long is a lot longer than it looks. Yeah. And then by the time you're seeing it, so much of the work has been done to prepare for it. And that was probably more difficult. Well, I mean, the whole thing was difficult, but <laughs> also Marsha and I spend a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to like to be around that person. We're not going to tell you how much y'all going to be like, that's weird. Right. <laughs> you have to like to want to be around that person like all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we genuinely enjoy each other's company. I think I can speak for both of us. <laughs> like to that extent that we can literally be around each other all the time. And honestly, it's weird when we're not together, not in a separation anxiety type of way, but in like still in a way that like I want to be there to support her and vice versa. Like, so sometimes when I'm not available to shoot for her and I see her shoot something by herself, like with the tripod or something, it makes me feel like weird. I'm like, oh, God, I, you know, it's I just don't like it. That's so um, sweet. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you a good man. <laughs> And and I'll say this too, like if we weren't doing what we're doing, I don't know what we would be doing otherwise. Yeah. We spend a lot of time working on these projects, but I wouldn't be otherwise like playing basketball or reading a book or <laughs> or anything. Like, I don't really. Yeah. You, you know, read books, but I read you books. listen, I listen to, to, to audio mm. But even when I'm listening to audio books, I want to listen to audio book while I'm doing something else. Marche is very active. And um, and and this, she's always her mind is always uh, turning. And same for me. So I would just say for us, it's just kind of like a way of life for us to a be together and to be not waste time. Like it's just just don't like just having an idle wasted time, you know. Yeah. But it helps that you know somebody and really like them. That's that's a. You can't yeah. just take a relationship where you don't if you don't like to be around each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to start a business where you're going to be around each other all the time, then that's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. And yeah, I was just going to say too, like when Michael said, like, he really can't picture us doing anything else. Like, I agree. Like, you know how you do something. You just feel like this is what I'm meant to do. Like that's, I feel like the hair care is like, I'm meant to do that. Like it's so many reasons why I feel like this is something I'm meant to do. Content creation. I'm being a blogger is the longest job I've ever had, you know, and I did it, you know, now I'm blessed that I'm able to do it as a career, but I did it for way longer, not making the dom than I did making money because I just genuinely love sharing fashion and beauty and just, you know, writing out my thoughts and connecting with community and stuff. Mm-hmm. And even like the Newell house, like Michael said, like it fits everybody's strength. Like, and I think that's the thing too, is that, we respect each other. I feel like you have to respect the other person. Like, even if we don't agree with something, you know, because we've had things that uh, even with like the Newell house that maybe we don't see eye to eye on, but like we respect each other. And like, I never want to carry like something over that we disagree about in the Newell house to like our personal life and be like, now I'm giving you the silent treatment because you don't like this shade of blue that I want for this room, you know? Like, so I think just definitely like having the respect, like Michael said, just genuinely, I feel like we just genuinely have a good chemistry and connection and really just like each other. And we've been friends for our whole lives almost anyway, you know? So I feel like that helps. And then definitely like when I tell people all the time, like when you work with your spouse or a friend, you know, just, 
focus on your lane and your strength. Like Mm -hmm. when it comes to certain things, like he's not going to bother me about a decision that I think we should make design wise for the house. He's like, whatever you think I support it. And I feel the same way with him. Like with the catering, I'm just kind of like you decide, like I completely trust you. You have the restaurants. Like I don't, you Mm -hmm. know, so I'm just kind of like, that's your lane. And I, I like feel like that's your thing. And I feel like when you try to overlap it too much or you want to be like a part of every single thing, like that's when you have conflict and that's when you get burnt out, you know? So it's just important to like delegate and be clear of the boundaries. I feel like when you work together and be appreciative, mm-hmm. like anytime, every time he takes photos of me, like I always thank him. I'm just like, thank you so much. Like, because he really is taking his time out to do something for me. Like I know we're married and I make income from it, but he's still taking the time out of his busy day to do it mm-hmm. for me, you know? Yeah. So, And I send invoices after each of the. <laughs> no, he does not. <laughs> they are okay. <laughs> but the, part, the part about leaving stuff at work versus bringing it mm-hmm. home, we never bring home any negative energy, but we don't really have that much negative energy, but we don't leave work at work mm-hmm. so i i would say well not just like if we have a disagreement at work yeah i'm saying we're not we gonna be fighting about we, it yeah. fight. but we're not gonna fight we're not gonna really fight about anything in general yeah, but true. um but if i'm just sitting around and i have an idea i'm not gonna table it until tomorrow yeah you know what i mean i'm uh, i gotta talk yeah. about it right there. that's our toxic trait yeah. is that we gonna work <laughs> we don't have no cutoff like yeah. you mm-hmm. know Mm-hmm. It's like after I get off this phone, I will be doing like two work assignments I have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like it's never going to be a job. Yeah. But that's why when you're an entrepreneur, like you just don't. It's your life. If you don't do it, nobody else exactly. Is do it, so. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. So, do you have any advice for couples out there who want to start their business or who want to get married at the Newell House? Do you have any advice for them? Hit us up if you want to get married at the Newell House. We have our website. It's house. Sorry, y'all. It was already on newellhouse.com. I know. I'm like, I ain't. I'm like, I'm not going to be. We're also working with someone to like make it easily searchable and stuff like that. Because I feel like you can find our Instagram, but the website is like kind of hard to find. So we're going to get that in order. But that's our website. And we have an inquiry form there. And we love for you to fill that out because it asks like, your wedding date, what your vibe is for your wedding, when you want to come tour, how many guests, like it just helps us get to know you better so that we can like, you know, get the ball rolling. And, you know, obviously we're on Instagram too. If people want to catch up and see those behind the scenes videos and we definitely share a lot of content and plan to continue to share content when we have events and just other things that we're doing at the house. And I would say any advice for couples who want to start a business. So I say for anybody who wants to start a business, start your business, right? Like in general, just do it. I feel like people overthink. And I I feel like nine times out of 10, when I get a message from someone, it's like, do you have advice or I want to start a business? But And I'm like, just start. You know, sometimes people want to know like, what's the easy way to do this? Not how, like Mm -hmm. not how to do it, but like the easier way. And I'm like, there's just no easy way. Like you just have to start. Be prepared to fail on some things. You're going to have obstacles. You're going to have difficulties. And you kind of just have to like see it through. Like it's not easy. It's not glamorous. But if you're truly doing something you're passionate about, that's what's going to have to push you during those hard times. And I heard this really good advice on this one podcast. I can't remember it. 
But somebody was like, you have to want to run a business because I don't care what your business. I don't care if it's hair care. I don't care if it's a restaurant, law, whatever. All of it requires you to do that stuff you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Like calling behind somebody and following up. Or if you have people like it may cause you, you may have to hire people, you may have to fire people and you might not want to do that. But that's all a part of having a business. And if you don't like doing that, find a partner who likes to do it because you have to, it has to get done. So mm-hmm. you have to run your business regardless. So either delegate that to somebody that you trust or yeah, or you got to learn to like it because it's not fun, but you know, that, for everybody, some people love it. That was a word. <laughs> uh-huh. So for starting a business, mm-hmm. I, we probably this could probably go for a while, but yeah. I'll probably just try to talk about the stuff that maybe Marche touched on for one definitely want to do something that you have some passion about. You don't have to be passionate about everything about it, but it has to be some component of it that you are passionate about. So like, for example, uh, restaurant stuff, I'm passionate about the people that I work with and I'm passionate about the people that, that work for us. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm not a chef, you know, so I, I love food, but, it's not food wasn't my life before it, you know what I mean? So, but I'm passionate about what we do, but if you don't have that passion then it's not going to work. And then I would say for sure, figure out how your business idea makes money. I get a whole lot of people that have a whole bunch of ideas and they, you know, just pitching ideas. I'm like, yeah, but how does that generate money? You know? And, um, I think, Sometimes people just have like a cool idea, but it doesn't, it doesn't generate money. Right. So it's not, it's no, <laughs> yeah. reason, no reason yeah. to do it. And last, if you're going to be an entrepreneur and you're thinking about doing something that's going to be easier than your present job, you might as well just mm. toss it out the window. Cause it's not going to be, if it's easier than you probably doing something wrong, you know, um, it's, it's going to be way harder. Um, so you just got to be, know if you're the type of person that can handle that. Are you the type of person that when it hits five o'clock, you want to punch that clock and be done for the day, which I totally get, you know, some days where I feel like, man, I, you know, that would be nice to do today. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. I just can't, you know, so if you're the type of person that thrives off of that, you can't anticipate having that same lifestyle after you decide to, to start a business of any kind of, cause you're going to have to, you're going to have to work it, you know? You're going to have to learn it. And even if, and the things you think, you know, I mean, what's the thing where you think, you know, but you have no idea. Or something like that? Anyway, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what it feels like. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was empty. Yeah. I'm dating myself. I mean, You're right. <laughs> <laughs> even, even with this project, for example, it really is the culmination of, of several projects that I've worked on personally. Mm-hmm. It's like the restaurant knowledge. I didn't know where it was going to assist me again in the future. But then on this project, it's helped so much. And like Marche's studying of of fashion and her knowledge of the things, especially the things that she likes and the things that she knows other people will like. Like if she wasn't doing the venue, that knowledge is just there, you know, waiting to be utilized. So anyway, I I guess saying something for sure, something that you're passionate about, figure out how it makes money and then build it out from there. Yeah. You know, something he said at the end actually reminded me of something else is like treat every opportunity like a learning experience, because I think like sometimes we have and I feel like it goes back and forth. But like sometimes they have we have this mentality that like 
if I have a full-time job and my side hustle, my like, I hate this full-time job. This job doesn't mean anything to me. I'm just trying to get this side hustle. So, you know, I've written my blog for over 11 years. I've had full-time jobs the entire time, basically until November, 2020. And I had like terrible jobs. I had jobs where I was like, oh, I hate this job. Like whatever, I'm not learning. But every single job I've ever had, I have pulled knowledge from there or I've found myself referencing back. So like I had this one job that I thought was gonna be my dream job and it was legit a nightmare. And I was just like, God, like, why am I in this job? I hate it. But when I had to start doing a lot of the work, like leading up to launching the hair care, Mm -hmm. so talking to vendors, like trying to work on like, getting it approved in other countries to sell and stuff like that. I pulled so much knowledge from that other job that I was like, okay, so every experience is a learning experience. And why, if you are starting a job, nine times out of 10 is going to be a side hustle. So while you're in your main job, treat your main job like and the first invest in your company. I always say that the money you make in that job will fund your company. The knowledge you get from that job can potentially help you with a task. So just learn everything you can. Never take any situation for granted because you never know like when you'll have to pull from that situation for like something in your business. So I feel like I've had to for every single job. It's crazy. I feel like I'm currently there. Yes. <laughs> I know how it feels when you're on the cusp and you like, I want to quit this job, but you're not quite at the point where you can do it comfortably. So you just be checked out. So Marche, <laughs> we, I know y'all like this podcast supposed to be you're good. Minutes. Well, no, I saw it. Y'all can't have an hour 20 minutes. Yeah. um, There was a time where Marche was working for in clinical research and she was working crazy anyway. So, and when she was done at five o'clock, she didn't punch the clock and stop thinking about it. She punched the clock and keep thinking about it. And then she'll be like, well, I'm just going to do some extra work. So going into tomorrow, I'm extra prepared and they'll appreciate that. And then she did the extra work coming to the meeting. They're like, we don't appreciate this because because yeah. <laughs> now you've made these other people look bad. They don't really want you to do more. Your coworkers may not. So I was like, if you work for yourself as hard as you going to work this job anyway, you might as well just work for yourself. So if you're that kind of person where you're not going to punch the clock, even if you could punch the clock, mm-hmm. then that's probably a good sign that you might be able to yeah. handle being that entrepreneur. Yeah. He was like, just go on quick. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> and then I did. And I was like, I'm going to give myself a year because just not having a steady paycheck is very scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, and, but then the thing about it is like three months after I left, they got rid of my whole department. Like corporate America is not as stable as we like to think it is in our minds, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was like, I'm going to give myself a year. If like this doesn't work out, I can always go back. I got 10 years of experience. I know I can come back. But here I am. And hopefully I don't have to ever come back. But, you know, I, I'm not too proud. You know, I will go back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't like right. <laughs> nah, I feel that so much. I'm in that stage. All those recent tech layoffs and whatnot. It's definitely yeah. that hit home. And yeah. Not just me, like former coworkers, friends from like previous jobs. I was just telling Tania, like before we start recording, that like people from the job before the job or the last job, like people are getting let go. People are like transitioning into other spaces, and I'm like, for me, I feel like this is just my opportunity to really lean more into the spaces that I really just enjoy, including mm-hmm. this podcast. But like places where 
I know, like, I know this stuff, like the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. And like y'all were saying, once we're done with this episode, <laughs> I have about like three, four more hours of some stuff I'm going to be, right. you know, working on. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, I, I felt that if no yeah. one else did, that's I that did. Grind. everybody's not doing that. That's the thing. Like, that's what separates yeah. people. Like Michael said, if you willing to do that work and, and get it done and, you know, I know there's issues with grind culture. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to say grind out all the time, but you know, doing what's necessary is really what it like it takes, you know, because you're not, mm-hmm. I mean, the week leading up to the sip and see, we were at the venue because we don't live in Pleasant Garden. We live about an hour and 15 minutes mm-hmm. away. And every night that week leading up to the sip and see, we were at, we would get to the venue early in the morning and we would leave at like two or 3 a.m. And wow. I mean, we would be there the entire time, like, mm-hmm getting furniture set up, touching up paint, like making sure the contractors did what they're supposed to do. And I mean, that was every single night for, I mean, we would stand around and eat. I would just order food for us and like the guys helping it. We would just stand around and eat and get back to work and then go home, sleep, wake right back up and do it again. And then give those tours to people working off of like no sleep. So it's like, everybody doesn't want to do that. And that's fine, Mm -hmm. you know, but you know, that's what it took for us to, have the sympathy when we mm-hmm. when we scheduled it so you know just have having that like that attitude like i'm gonna do what i gotta do is really really important y'all just got a lot a lot of gems right there so thank okay. you thank you yes thank you so much for sharing <laughs> your knowledge with you us like this extra long episode oh, you <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's okay it, it's okay we've gone like two hours before so okay yeah, so you're all good. So now we're going to move into the wedding vendor love. So who would you all want to shout out this week? Obviously our florist. I would oh, yeah. say. Yeah, yes. Sure. D. Morad, Adiola. She is amazing. For sure. If you book with us, you will have the chance to work with her because I'm telling you, her schedule gets booked up. Yeah. So she is amazing. Sure. So we have two friends that are married, Quadine and Kendra. They have the night studio photography and they do videography based in Greensboro. They will also be on our vendor list. They're amazing. They did our engagement photos in Paris. We went, it was amazing. They're just great. They're great to work with. They hustle. Claudine will be on the ground rolling around to get your photos. That's what you need. Yes. (laughs) Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? You know what? I realized that we have not done a great job at shouting out wedding vendors or event vendors that are based in Jackson, Mississippi. So you know what? I'm going to show Jackson, Mississippi some love in these next few episodes. So today I am shouting out the team behind We Marquee Rental. So y'all know when it comes to bridal showers, baby showers, even sometimes at weddings, people love these like large letter like basically light up letters that are very tall that like sometimes spell something out. Sometimes it's a number, what have you. They got it all. They got the marquee letters. They have like marquee letters of all sort of sizes, six feet, four feet. Like they got champagne walls. They got castle walls. They have a lot of effects for your wedding or your event that You, if you are in the Jackson area and you're in need of these decor pieces for your day or your special event, this is the vendor you need to check out. So 
wemarquee.com is their website, W-E-M-A-R-Q-U-E-E.com. Again, based in Jackson, Mississippi. And that's who I am shouting out this week. And I feel like they actually have more than that. So anywho, go on their website, check it out. You'll see all the things they have. But yes, we marquee. Find them on Instagram and on their website. Tania, who are you shouting out? Yeah, so this week I'm shouting out a a wedding and event planner based in the DMV, Virginia, and New Jersey area. Her name is Amy Cynthia, and her company's name is amycynthiaevents.com. She basically handles all all types of events. And so baby showers, weddings, if you want her to manage your event, she can take care of you. So if you are in need of a wedding planner, an event planner, please look her up. Again, her name is Amy Cynthia, and you can find her at amycynthiaevents.com, or you can find her on Instagram at Amy. Cynthia Events, and that's A-M-Y-C-Y-N-T-H-I-A-E-V-E-N-T-S on Instagram. All right. I think that's who I have for this week. All right. Um, I know that you all gave us information about where people can find you, but do you all want to shout out anything else about what's going on? You know, shout out the restaurant or shout out, you know, everything that you're doing. Definitely. Okay. Michael's like, okay. So yes, I launched a hair care line May, 2020 Isoline hair. And it is amazing that we have a hair conditioning mask. It's called the hair treatment mask. It's really, really good. And people love it. Like I'm, it's so funny. I just got a ton of orders because somebody shouted us out today. And I was like, where are these orders coming from? Somebody must have shouted us out because we get like orders every day. But today it was like a spike. I was like, (laughs) yeah, so definitely check us out. We have another product launching most likely probably spring of next year because we're trying to perfect the packaging. But we have another product launching next year that I can't wait for you guys to, to use and buy and purchase. And <laughs> what else? Use, buy, purchase, gift, whatever, you know. Yeah, I no. definitely bought that conditioner. So hmm? I'm excited to use it. It's good. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It's so good. Michael, it's good. <laughs> it's funny because like all the stuff we work on, people uh-huh. are like, it's really good. And I'm always like, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I, always forget, I always forget to say that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. no, it's good. Like yeah. restaurants, uh, I mean, it's, it's Dame's Chicken and Waffles it's in, in Cary and Chapel Hill are the ones that I, I'm an owner of. Um, but people will come eat and they're like, oh, this this chicken and waffles is good. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's real good. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks. <laughs> but mainly the Newell House, the Newell Dot House. So definitely if anybody's interested, you know, like I said, just go on the website, shoot us an inquiry form. We'll get back to you super quickly, schedule a tour. And hopefully you get married there. Thank y'all so much again for chatting with us tonight about the Newell House, about everything y'all have going on and like all this great like business advice that y'all gave us at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was so, so meaningful. Thank you. Thank you. Well, yes, thank you thank for you having us. us. Ever wanted to find anyone that has ever been shouted out on this show and all 300 plus wedding vendors that have been shouted out, which is a wild to even think of, but you will be able to find them on find.huidu.com. So if you don't remember what we said, or you're listening to an episode later 
and you want to look that person up, or maybe you don't remember how to spell their name or what have you, you can always go there and easily find them. So just a little mental note. But Tania, where can people find us? You can find us on whoido.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. And you can find Ashley at Demi Tosh on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Bell Sarit on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you again. We'll be back. See y'all next week. <laughs>